Good Monday morning. I've been working on uh, the lessons for the VBS that we're going to have here in Greensboro, Georgia, starting this Sunday night. And I just had this kind of thought come to me as I was working on that. And then I saw it played out in my daily Bible reading this week in the book Fester. And I just felt prompted to give you a thought on it for this Monday morning. But the book of Esther is this just beautiful book. Um, comes right before Job, which <laughs> is hard for any of us to read. So it's nice to have this little tucked away story. But there are multiple players in the book of Esther. And one of them is a man named Haman, who is a very broken, destructive man. And there's this moment in chapter five where he pulls his people together, his wife and all his friends, which is very interesting little snippet in there where he asks them what to do with this man named Mordecai that is driving him crazy. In the middle of all of these things that look so good in his life, he's just focused on this one man who won't honor him and worship him the way he wants him to. And so all of his wonderful friends and his wife uh, tell him exactly what he wants to hear, which there's a real lesson there. Uh, It's really wise to surround ourselves with people who are willing to speak truth to us and not just what we want to hear because we put ourselves in really dangerous places when that's what we surround ourselves with. And so here he is. And they're all like, why don't you build some gallows, like up in the backyard to hang this guy on? And then when you go to meet the king tomorrow, let's tell him that you've got these gallows and tell him what this man Mordecai has done, which the only thing Mordecai has done is not bow down to this man because he only bows to one, which is God Almighty. So... Little does Haman know, but in the middle of the night, God has awakened the king. And the king asked for the annals, which are the books where everything is recorded by the stewards of their those nations during that time. And they would write everything. The scribes would write everything down. And he was bored in the middle of the night when he was awake, and he asked for a book. Kind of like we would do, you know. And... But that's the book he asked for. And so as they're reading this to him, they read him the story about this man named Mordecai who has protected the king because he overheard a plot to kill the king. Now, this is a story until God had woken, awakened the king in the middle of the night. He did not know. Now he does. And he asked the question, what's been done for this man, Mordecai, that has saved my life? And they're like, uh, nothing. So who arrives first thing in the morning but the man named Haman, who is about to tell the king that he wants Mordecai killed. What he soon discovers is that Mordecai is actually about to be placed in a very high place of honor. And Haman will eventually be hung on the own gallows, on his own gallows that he created for Mordecai. The thing that stuck out to me in that story and made me think of 
pieces of my own story, and I was hoping they might make you think of pieces of your own, is the fact that when you think about this moment of this king being awakened in the middle of the night, and he reads the story about Mordecai right before Haman's about to come to him to have Mordecai hung on these gallows that he's made, and you think about all of the things that had to transpire to culminate in this single moment when this king hears this story about a man named Mordecai. I mean, when you think about what got Mordecai in the position to overhear this conversation from these men that were going to kill the king, what how did it get to where the scribe wrote it down? How did it get to the moment where it just happened to be the day before or the day after Haman builds the gallows to destroy Mordecai? Or the fact that Mordecai is the man that drives Haman crazy in the first place? Or the fact that the king can't sleep that night? Every moment was divinely orchestrated by the maker of heaven and earth for that moment right there to get Mordecai before the king, before Haman could get to the king. I wonder about your life. That moment that overwhelmed you by the goodness of God, the opportunity that came at just the right time, the, the healing, the provision, the relationship, what is a moment in your life when if you looked past the culminating moment, but you went backwards to see all the subsequential moments that had happened to actually get you to that moment, to create all of the things that had to happen to let that one final moment occur? Wouldn't that take your breath away? I mean, the, the culminating moment's already taken your breath away. But if you really went back to trace the steps and all the ways God had to move to get that one moment to you at just the right time and just the right way, or that one person to you exactly when you needed them and they were exactly who you needed in that season of your life. Wow. Friends, I just encourage you to do that this week. I encourage you to take a significant event in your life when you saw God's hand all up in your story and then I want you to almost like trace it backwards to think about all the things that had to happen to even get you there. As if God couldn't take your breath away enough. Imagine that. God is working in our story. He's always working. He's even working when people have laid gallows out for our destruction and demise. That is the faithfulness of our God. I thought that might be encouraging to get you through the week as we start this Monday morning.